The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle, rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Welcome to Go Green Radio, folks. Happy Friday to you. I'm glad to be with you and glad to bring the guests that I've got to you today. I think our Go Green Radio listeners are really going to appreciate the story that we're going to be telling today. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you all that this is an interactive show. If you'd like to ask a question, you can do one of two things. You can either call in, and that number is one 866 472 or you can shoot me an email at gogreenradio at gmail.com. And so if at any point you want to ask our guest a question, those are the two ways to do it. One of the things that a lot of you know that I have said many, many times over is that um, in the course of developing the Go Green Initiative, which you know is my nonprofit organization, uh, the largest environmental education program in the world, one of the things that I talk to parents and teachers and educators and public officials about all the time is that because of the way that our population is is growing each and every day, and, and with that population growth means a requisite uh, amount of natural resources per person that's going to be going down, we can reasonably expect that no matter what vocation our children choose in the future, they're going to have to deal with diminished natural resources in terms of how much they have per person just simply because there'll be more people. And so whether they are CEOs or uh, stay-home moms or whether they're uh, business leaders or government officials, every vocation is going to have to take into account preservation of and conservation of our natural resources. Well, today we have an individual that I really hold up as a leader, someone who's on the cutting edge of that very concept, that no matter what job you're in, Preserving and protecting natural resources is part of your job and part of the responsibility that each of us will be taking into our vocations. Today, we are joined by Julie Nauman. She is the Executive Director of the California Victim Compensation and Government Claims Board. Now, on the outset, you'd think, well, what does that have to do with Going Green, Jill? This is Go Green Radio. We're going to show you exactly what that means. And I'm really excited to hold her up as a government agency leader that really has taken the initiative without anybody telling her to do so. She's taken her agency, and they're doing a great job of victim compensation, but they're also doing a great job of going green. Julie, thank you so much for having the, taking the time to be with us on Go Green Radio. I'm so delighted to have you on the show. Well, thank you, Jill. It's my pleasure to join you today. Well, first of all, I'd love for you to give our listeners a snapshot of what the California Victim Compensation and Government Claims Board does. What is it that 
you do for the residents of California? Well, let me just take a couple of minutes to explain because it's a mouthful. It's a, it's a long title, um, but it really the compensation board uh, has two primary functions, and the first one focuses on compensation for victims of violent crime. And what that means is that if someone in California or a California resident even in another state becomes a victim of a violent crime, they may apply to our program kind of as a last resort. If they have insurance that will cover their costs um, resulting from the crime, then we expect them to utilize uh, that resource. But if they unfortunately don't have other resources, then the Victim Compensation Board can cover out-of-cost pocket expenses for costs such as mental health counseling and cover medical bills, dental bills, things like funeral and burial costs, um, even relocation. And then uh, also uh, we will cover um, income or support loss. So it it is a a program there to help people who have become a victim of violent crime deal with the expenses that unfortunately they often have to incur as a result of the crime. Now the other part of the board is the government claims part. And here we have uh, a, a program whereby anyone who has a claim against the state of California, such as a, uh, a bid protest or um, a claim where they feel the state owes them money for uh, a particular reason, goes through our administrative process. And it's there to try to help to resolve the dispute and try to avoid having to go to court. Now, if the dispute is very complex or the sides just can't agree after going through this administrative process, then certainly the claimant is um, uh, free to pursue um, civil action in uh, a court of law. So those are the two primary functions of the Victim Compensation and Government Claims Board. Wow, that's, that is amazing work. And I'm sure, uh, you know, it's, it's really, really, uh, complicated for, for, you know, all those various, those are just really a diverse group of, of issues that you're dealing with. I mean, when you're talking about victims of violent crime, I mean, that probably covers everything from, well, I know you have the Missing Child Reward Program and... We do, um, we have the Good Samaritan Program, but we deal with all kinds of, of violent crime and it's, um, it's a, uh, it, it's it's uh, it's it's a very rewarding um, program because we know we're helping people who are in need, um, victims of uh, horrible crimes, uh, murder, um, domestic violence, um, so many um, violent crimes that unfortunately we um, it's just a reality of uh, of life. But again, it's very rewarding to try to bring relief to those people, and it's also very rewarding to try to bring resolution uh, to disputes uh, between uh, private parties and the state of California. So it's uh, it's really a wonderful place to work. We have a great mission. Well, it, it is a great mission, and I want to thank you for what you do for California. Now, prior to being named the executive director of the Victims' Compensation and Government Claims Board, you were the chief deputy director of the California Integrated Waste Management Board. Another mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, a lot of our listeners are familiar with the California Integrated Waste Management Board. We've had the chairman on a couple of times, um, and we know that that board deals with a lot of solid waste issues, you know, in California. But I'd imagine that it was quite a shift to, you know, go from dealing with solid waste issues to dealing with 
violent crime and government claims issues. What was it like for you personally making that transition from the waste board to your new position? Well, of course, Jill, anyone who's ever changed jobs knows there's always new things to learn. Um, but I have to say, I have such a wonderful staff that they made the transition very easy for me. I learned directly from them uh, what uh, what the program does, how it does it, why it does it, and uh, they made me an expert in, in no time. Um, so uh, yes, it, it was a transition, but it was um, it was a, it was a good experience, and and I'm just delighted to be there because even though the focus may have shifted from solid waste management issues to government claims and victims of violent crimes needs, the overall mission really has remained steady. So now instead of taking care of our environment, it's all about taking care of our community and, and the people of California. I love that, and I think that's a great attitude for someone who's entrusted, you know, with a government agency such as you have been to have, I mean, to make it really focused on California residents. So when you were with the Integrated Waste Management Board, what were your measures of success? In other words, how did you know if your daily work was meeting California taxpayer expectations? Well, for the Integrated Waste Management Board, they had a very specific legislative mandate, and that was to reduce the amount of waste disposed by Californians in their cities and counties by 50%. Mm-hmm. And so that was a very, very specific um, measure that they had to reach. And they, they met that major milestone. It was a lot of tough work in, in many years, but through the work of the Waste Board and the cooperation and commitment, really, from the cities and counties throughout California, they, they reached that milestone. And they reached many other environmental goals that they set. And, and I have to tell you, I'm, I'm really proud to have been a part of those accomplishments. Um, again, a lot of work, um, a lot of collaboration, um, but um, a, a, great, a great time in my career. Well, I'd imagine so. And I think a lot of Californians can take pride in the work of the Integrated Waste Management Board. I mean, one of the statistics that I really think is impressive is that, you know, the amount of of waste that we've been sending to the landfill over time has remained fairly steady, even though our population in California has gone through the roof. I mean, we've seen a huge population search, and yet that, that really speaks well of the amount of waste per person that we're, you know, sending to the landfill, it's actually gone down in order to to keep that steady stream. Yeah, you can imagine what it would be if we hadn't had these efforts. So it was um, the the foresight of of legislators and uh, state officials at the time uh, that put that challenge out there, and then um, California residents um, stood up and, and met that challenge. Yep. We do that, don't we? I, yes, we I, I do. love being a part of this state. I'm originally from Illinois, ah. uh, and, I, and I love, you know, my ally and I. I still cheer on my alma mater, but uh, it is, it's great to be part of this California spirit. We're still pioneers in many ways, aren't yes, we? Absolutely. <laughs> well, now that you're at the Victim Compensation and Government Claims Board, what are the indicators that you measure now in order been able to, to tell Californians, you know, my staff and I are good stewards of your resources? How do you do that now? Well, you know, state agencies uh, like cities and counties are also supposed to uh, reduce their waste by, by 50%. And um, so we, we share in, the, in that commitment. And so at the Victim Compensation and Government Claims Board, you know, we are focused on, on, on reaching that uh, goal as well. And we've decreased our waste disposal from 2007 to 2008 by more than half. And we report wow. annually to the Integrated Waste Management Board on our progress. And just to kind of give you an example of, I'll say, how we toss our trash, um, our board, along with the other state agency that occupies the building with us, 
adopted a new program uh, this year that's called The New Way to Throw Away. And we've got posters all over the building, and we've um, you know, had big staff meetings about this and, and educated people. And what we did was we converted our desk-side waste bins. Everybody's got a waste bin, a garbage can, call it what you will, at their desk. And throughout sure. the day, you throw everything you don't need into that. Well, we said no more. That desk-side waste bin is now your desk-side recycling bin mm. because we expect you to fill that up with recyclables. But... We also then said, we recognize that there's a minimal amount of garbage that's generated every day from your granola bar or your yogurt cup. So we bought these little mini trash bins that attach onto the new recycling bin, which used to be your garbage can. So uh-huh. you're sitting at your desk, and you have this large container, and that's for recycling. Paper and everything else on the list that we now recycle. And then this little container hooked on the side, and that's where you dispose of your um, lunch bag or your, um, you know, whatever else you have at your desk that, that isn't recyclable. And then you're responsible to um, dispose of that at um, waste receptacles that we have uh, throughout the, um, the building. So that's the new way for uh, how we take care of um, throwing away our discardables. And, you know, that could be done in absolutely any office space. And it's basically just flipping the paradigm that the big container is not for trash, it's right. for Recyclables. I, I love that. I mean, that's something, that's a kernel of, of wisdom and a tried and true method that any office anywhere could adopt. Right. And you said that between 2007 and 2008, you were able to reduce your waste output by 50%? That's correct. Yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. Now, that's really something, you know, that um, anybody could do. Um, and I love that. Now, one of the things that, that I've heard that you've done, and we'll talk about this a little bit before and a little bit after the break, but you started green teams. Now, what, what are those? Well, a green team is just, it's actually, it's everybody. You know, we're all a part of the green team. But it's, it's giving a, an identity to this um, kind of culture change that, that we want throughout the organization. It's saying we're all part of the green team. I am very fortunate that I have a wonderful person who is our um, official uh, recycling coordinator in the organization. So she leads up this whole effort. But I like to look at the whole organization as the green team because what this is all about is making recycling part of our work and part of our work environment. So it's just part of what we do every day. Well, and I know that uh, there are a lot of activities that you're probably doing with your green teams that we definitely want to dive into because I have a feeling that in as much as we can take that idea of of the large recycle bin and the small waste container under the desktop of every person and we can apply that to other office environments, I'll bet we can do the same with what you're accomplishing with your green teams. And we're going to hear more about that after this commercial break, folks, so don't go away. We'll have more with Julie Nauman. Uh, right after this on Go Green Radio. Don't go away. News. Opinion. Can you hear me? Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. 
How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Now, Mrs. Johnson, before we close on your mortgage loan, I want to make sure you remember Mike. Hi, you can trust me. I'm African-American, just like you. So here's the low monthly payments and interest rates we promised, and here's where they triple. The rest of this stuff is just here to make sure that we get your house when you can't pay us back. What a lovely house. Predatory lenders are never this easy to spot. Call us at 866-222-FAIR and protect yourself with the facts. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Fair Housing Alliance and the Ad Council. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio, folks. Today we are very excited to have Julie Nauman. She is the Executive Director of the California Victim Compensation and Government Claims Board. She has a very important job. Her agency administers aid and help to victims of violent crimes, and those might be domestic violence, child abuse, sexual assault, and much, much more. So she's really, really helping 
people in dire need. Uh, she also works on the government claims uh, that folks may have against the state of California to rectify those situations. And with all of that incredibly important work, she is also taking her agency and making it green and environmentally responsible. So not only is she serving the needs of some folks who really, really um, are, are dependent upon some help from the state, but she is also a great steward of taxpayer dollars and resources, and we are so excited to hold her up as a leader that's really on the cutting edge of what I hope to see more and more of in businesses and government agencies across America, and that is bringing environmentally responsible behavior into every workplace. Julie, thank you so much for being with us on Go Green Radio today. Oh, you're welcome, Jill. I'm really enjoying chatting with you today. Well, before we talk about some of the specific green activities that you've instituted at the board, since you've become the executive director, I'm interested in hearing how you introduced the concept of going green to the agency to begin with. Was it something that you did day one on the job, or was it something more gradual? I think it'd be really valuable for our Go Green Radio listeners to hear a detailed explanation of your initiation process, because Sometimes I think that that is truly the hardest part, kind of broaching the subject of going green with your coworkers for the first time. So how did you go about it? How did you get buy-in? Well, Jill, you know, once you have green in the blood, it just seems like the natural thing to take it wherever you go. And when <laughs> I left the Integrated Waste Management Board, and, you know, I had spent many years there, and, 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 and I was just, you know, it was such a part of my life being being there and working with these people day to day and so it was you know kind of bittersweet leaving but i said to them i'm taking what i've learned here what you've taught me and what we've learned together and i'm taking it outside i'm taking it to another place so while i'm kind of sad to to leave you and um say goodbye after all these years you know um you know in your heart know that i'm i'm taking this with me and that's exactly what I did. Uh, you know, I took it with me. And, um, you know, from day one, I, you know, I, I went in and I started noticing um, things that were happening in terms of waste reduction and also taking notice of things that I knew were possible but weren't yet happening at the um, Victim Compensation and Government Claims Board. So and I, how know, did you get buy-in? Like, uh, you know, did you talk about it with your staff? I think sometimes, I mean, I even noticed this back a long time ago when I was in the Navy and I was responsible for getting my command ready for the Admiral's inspection. And part of that, even back in the 90s, was, um, you know, besides how we handled our, our weapons and our top secret materials and all the things that we had to be inspected on, at that time they were also inspecting whether or not we purchased recycled content paper. I mean, that was just sort of the beginning mm-hmm. of, you know, environmentally yeah. responsible behavior in the Department of Defense. But I remember it was kind of difficult at first to, to be the first leader or the first, you know, uh, person in the command saying, uh, guys, we need to purchase recycled content paper. And that was kind of weird. Yeah. So how did you do it? I mean, I know that you were the top of the agency, so you could kind of just say, hey, this is what we're going to do. But how, how did you communicate that message with your folks? Well, let, let me just say first that it was, it was really inspiring that I didn't have as difficult a job as you did. I didn't have to be the first one to broach the subject. 
Um, you know, a lot of state agencies have the recycling coordinator, and as I said earlier, I have probably one of the best. Um, and so she already was, was working on this, and, and she had a passion for making things um, more green. And so we met soon after I um, joined the organization, and she already had developed a plan. And so we sat down together and talked about it, and we brainstormed about all the great things that were there, but there was more we could do. And here's where I was able to bring the ideas and the successes that we had at the Integrated Waste Management Board to my new organization and to work with my coordinator and say, let's make this plan even better. There's more we can do. So I, I had, um, you know, there was a foundation was, was already there, and so that, that made it easy to, to build upon. And that's really mm-hmm. what I did. I just built upon the foundation and um, met with the staff. We have all staff meetings about once, once a quarter. And so we talked about the um, plan that we had developed and the implementation of it and what it was going to do for us and, and do for the environment and do for our, our broader community. And people got on board. They just mm-hmm. needed to know that there were other things uh, that were possible that they hadn't learned about before. Like what? I mean, uh, what were some of the things that you brought that were new? Well, one of the things that, um, that we did was we began um, setting all of our printers to print on both sides. When uh-huh. you get a, a document from from anybody, from government agency or, you know, a lawyer or something, how often do you, do you find the stack of paper and you turn the page and there's nothing on the back and then you, you read the next page and the next page and you keep turning all these pages and there's nothing on the back side? That's a waste of paper. It so is. That all drives our, me crazy, printers. actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so that was something that we did at the Waste Board as a, uh, just a normal practice. And so I suggested that we do it there and that's what we do now. And once again, as I mentioned, you know, even in the last segment when you were talking about one of the things that you did, which was to make the large, you know, waste container for recycling and then put a smaller waste container, you know, beside it for actual waste, what you're talking about printing on both sides of the paper is something that can be replicated in every single office space. There is no reason why... Anybody no with a printer why. couldn't do the same thing. That's, I love that. What yeah, else? Yeah, you just have to find the right button and set your printer that way. Right, yeah. right. What else did you guys do? Oh, goodness. Um, well, one of the things that, that, that I find really um, great about this is that, you know, every office has um, social activities from time to time. There'll be a retirement party. There'll be a holiday celebration, I mean, something. Now when those things are announced, and, and, and I'm not doing this. This is when the staff is announcing an event. You know, the committee has put together a holiday event. Every time they will say, remember, bring your own plate, bring your own cup, and your utensils. If you forget, we'll have them. But there's an expectation now that we reuse, that we reuse our plates, and you go and you rinse it off and put it in the drawer for the next event. So that's something that, um, you know, again, it's, it's just part of the way we operate. Well, and like you said, you know, previously, this sounds like a real culture of conservation. I mean, um, and, and how, do you, how do you establish that? I mean, you know, I understand you're at a California government agency, so there is somewhat of a pre-existing condition there <laughs> where, you know, we, we tend to be sort of focused on going green. But as a leader... How do you create that culture of conservation that, that would allow your staff people to feel so comfortable as to announce, hey, guys, bring your own plate and your own cup? How do you do that? I, I think you just you appeal to the people that they, they already are. I mean, you know, remember, this is California. We, we do this stuff as a matter of course. And, and, and most people do recycling at home. 
And so there, this is not a, a foreign concept. Um, people recycle their newspapers and their uh, bev- aluminum beverage cans and um, bottles and, and cans and all kinds of things. So um, it, it's already part of um, kind of what we do. I mean, people bring uh, reusable grocery bags to the, uh, the grocery store. So it's just taking that understanding and moving it into the workplace and, and taking um, ownership, if you will, of your day-to-day activities and saying we can bring that same spirit of thinking about the community, thinking about the environment, and we can bring it to a place where we spend a great amount of our time, bring it into the workplace. It fits. It's, it's, there's, it's a perfect fit. And so that's, well, that's really what I, I love did. that. I love that, and I'm hoping that, you know, with the the program that I'm working on, the Go Green Initiative, that as kids matriculate through a K through 12 or even go to a university that's adopted the Go Green Initiative, that they'll have that same expectation, that all of these things that they've been learning at their Go Green Initiative schools, mm-hmm. you know, coming up, that they will see in the workplace as well. And Absolutely. that 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 same culture of, of conserving natural resources will, you know, be an expectation throughout their lifetime. And hopefully they'll have a boss like you who <laughs> will make sure that's a reality. <laughs> I now hope let so me, too. <laughs> let me ask you this because this is something that I'm beginning to see as I consult with uh, companies that are trying to green their supply chain and they're trying to green their companies. Some of them are toying with the idea of making environmentally responsible behavior part of their employees' performance evaluations. Is that something that you're doing at your government agency? Is that something that your employees are graded on? Well, no, they're, they're not. It's, it's really not part of the, the job description or anything we've added to their assigned duties. But, you know, again, the, the staff, as, as many staff throughout California, they just have a deep desire to want to help out um, and want to be good stewards. And, and that shows in the many things that they do, whether it's for the environment or even for each other. We have lots of people who are helping each other out during these hard economic times. So being eco-friendly just fits into the fabric of the organization. And I think they're really rewarded by the, the fact that they're, they're helping make a difference. They don't need to be graded on it. They, they're just doing it because they, they know it's the right thing to do and they want to do it. Right. And, and how do you communicate and, and keep that motivation alive? Do you communicate with them like, you know, these are the achievements that we've done because we've been recycling? I mean, how, how do you keep them, you know, full of mojo to go green? Do you <laughs> tell them what their accomplishments are as an office? Well, yes, yes. You know, we, I'm, I'm a real big uh, advocate of internal communications in, in every organization that I've been in, and, and we do communicate, um, and we have events. We, um, we have a, an Earth Day every, um, well, actually we say Earth Day is every day, um, and that's on our, um, our intranet, which is our, you know, internal communication. Um, I and love in there it. We provide information about the recycling program, the reasons to go green, all the details. That's we have a, a what we call a renews, and that's a quarterly um, electronic newsletter that we, we are going to talk about that some more after the break because that sounds really cool. <laughs> renews. Well, folks, don't go away. We have more with Julie right after this commercial break. We'll be back with more Go Green Radio. News. 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 Opinion. 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 Opinion
Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Hey, Dad. What? I can't get the ketchup bottle open. Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio, folks. Hope you're having a great Friday. I sure am. This is a great way to start the day because I have got a guest for you, for me, and we're learning a lot. That I'm just so inspired by Julie Nauman. She is the executive director of a government agency in California that you would think has nothing to do with going green, and yet she is. She is the executive director of the Victim Compensation and Government Claims Board. She was formerly the chief deputy director at the California Integrated Waste Management Board, which deals with solid waste issues in the state of California. And she's taken all the great things that she learned at the Integrated Waste Management Board, and she's bringing that same spirit of conservation and stewardship of of natural resources with her to this position with the Victims Compensation and Government Claims Board. And she's been telling us, all the ways that her workplace is going green and conserving natural resources. And the great thing about it is it's something that each and every one of us can do in our workplace. No matter what the work product is, whether we're working on victim compensation, whether we're working on tax 
taxes or we're in a law firm, the things that she's doing and her teams are doing to go green in their office spaces can be replicated absolutely anywhere. And that's what the point of this whole interview is. So, Julie, thank you so much for joining us on Go Green Radio. Oh, you're welcome, Jill. I, uh, I'm really enjoying that chatting with you and um, sharing all the, uh, the great things that we're doing at the Victim Compensation Government Claims Board. Well, you've given us a lot of great ideas. You talked about uh, recycling bins versus waste cans under everybody's desk. You talked about printing on both sides, and I, I, that is one of my pet peeves. Nothing bothers me more <laughs> than to go to a city council meeting or a school board meeting or some government agency meeting and see an inch-thick agenda or, you know, uh, board packet that's all printed on one side of the paper. Right. And so I love the fact that the Victims' Compensation and Government Claims Board doesn't do that. You guys print on both sides. Well, I you mean, know, we do, we do something even more than that. Let me let me share another thing that, that we do. You, um, absolutely. You talked about uh, city council meetings, board of supervisor meetings. Well, uh, the Victim Compensation and Government Claims Board also has a monthly meeting um, with several agenda items. And in the past, we would print... You know, again, it was on both sides, but we would print and mail those agenda packets to almost 100 people who had uh, requested that. And again, with my experience at the Integrated Waste Management Board, I said, why are we doing this? Well, people want to have, you know, their own copy. And I said, well, not everybody could be interested in everything that's on our agenda. Why don't we just put our agenda on the Internet and we can send people an email to let them know that the agenda's been posted, and then they can review the agenda online, mm-hmm. and they can print if they really feel the need to print, just those items that they're particularly interested in. And we did that, and what was really great was the response was overwhelmingly positive. We didn't have anybody calling and complaining, saying, I want my packet, you know, please mail it. No, they said, that makes a lot of sense. So now we have just eliminated printing over um, 100 packets once a month and mailing them out. A tremendous savings in paper, in postage, and just the staff time that it takes to produce those packets. Absolutely. And so this is kind of like an exclamation point to every California taxpayer out there. They should be sending you thank you notes, and it should be emailed so it's not going to cause any paper. But you know, you're not just saving paper and natural resources. You are saving a lot of money. That's you're right. saving taxpayer money, and I love that. I mean, that's, that's you know, cons- conservation to the nth degree, and I really appreciate that. It's, it's just being smart. It's just being smart. It is. I mean, let's use technology as our friend. Absolutely, <laughs> and uh, we've so, done that in a lot of ways around the organization. You mentioned something right before break that I want to go back to because okay. it sounded really cool. You mm-hmm. said that you have something called Renews. That's right. About that. That sounds neat. Again, this is all electronic. We don't print Renews. Um, Renews is a quarterly e-newsletter, which we introduced, and it includes information about the green industry and ways we can go green both at work and at home. And um, in addition to that, we have the um, Green Tip of the Week. So on a biweekly basis, again, e-news, um, flashes, uh, and they give uh, people in the organization random tips about how or why to go green. And so in our holiday edition, for example, we're including tips on how to green your gift wrapping um, and where to buy green gifts. So I love very, it. Very practical stuff. 
Well, and what's neat about that is that you're just creating a thread. You know, everybody's talking about work-life balance these days. Yeah. And, you know, that's a huge topic. You read about it, you know, on Twitter and everywhere. Um, and people are talking about getting that balance. And one of the things that I love about what you're doing is kind of weaving a thread of, hey, we're going green, we're creating this culture of conservation at work, and here's how you can take it home with you. I love that. I think that's really, really inspiring. Is there any way for the general public to see some of the tips that you have in Renews? Well, it's on our um, intranet, but I see no reason why we couldn't um, post that on our um, intranet and, um, you know, easily accessible, and uh, we can share those, uh, those tips with um, anybody who would like to visit our website. That would That's be awesome. Suggestion. And I'll tell you what, Julie, I just joined your Facebook page. I'm a fan now That's of great. your agency. Welcome. <laughs> and that would be a great thing to put up, you know, in addition to all the great news about how, you know, you're helping victims of violent crimes and, you know, the Good Samaritan program and all the important things that your state agency does. If you guys put in a little green tip here or there on your Facebook page or put it out on Twitter, that would be awesome. And I'm, I'm following you guys. So I, I would retweet and, and regurgitate all of that to my followers as well. And I'd love to see what you guys are putting out because I have a feeling that office spaces and, and, you know, California residents all over the place would really appreciate that and would probably follow your lead. Well, we'd be thrilled to share it with everybody. That would be great. That would be great. Okay. So Go Green Radio listeners, become a fan of their Facebook page, and I'll send some information out on that so that everybody can take a look. Now, you know, I asked last segment if your employees were graded on how environmentally responsible they are, mm-hmm. and I think you and I agree. We're on the same page. You know, because of the way that people are doing it and, and they feel good about it, it's not something that necessarily has to be part of their performance evaluation, but you're in a different position. You report to the big guy. You provide a report to the governor. Mm-hmm. Are you graded on how green your agency is? I mean, is that part of your performance evaluation? Well, I think that there is a, a, an expectation. I mean, Governor Schwarzenegger created many green and environmental initiatives, and, and he's asked that all state agencies uh, comply with an environmental code of, of conduct. And so he's, he's got, you know, all of us thinking more green and, and acting more responsibly. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, state agencies are required to meet certain waste diversion uh, mandates, but, you know, it goes beyond that, and we're also required to uh, purchase supplies and materials that are environmentally sensitive. So state agencies are working together um, in, in, you know, many ways uh, to make sure that our our day-to-day operations and how we conduct business is done in an environmentally sensitive way. So, again, it's it's just part of um, uh, this part of the culture of this administration that we focus on that. Well, and there's no doubt that from the giddy-up, Governor Schwarzenegger has been, um, through good times and through tough economic times, he's never, uh, he's never pushed back at all on his goals to make this a green state, make the golden state a green state, mm-hmm. and, and we can all be thankful to his focus on that. Now, you mentioned an environmental code of conduct. Conduct. I'm unfamiliar with that. What What is that? Well, it, it, it goes to all of the things that we've been talking about today. It's it's about the operations. It's about um, the kinds of um, you know vehicles we have in our uh, in our fleet. It's about um, the kinds of um, 
um, uh, purchasing practices and the types of materials that, that we buy now. You know, my organization is fairly small, so I'm not buying a lot of, uh, you know, tractors and, um, you know, building bridges. But you can imagine some of the other uh, organizations in California state government and the amount of purchasing uh, that they do. We are a, a huge purchaser of, of goods and services. And so if California takes the lead and demands that, you know, we will only buy environmentally sensitive um, products, um, then the private sector recognizes that and responds. So, again, we lead by example. We are putting the taxpayers' dollars to the, the best use by buying the products that are the most environmentally sensitive. And then they become more readily available to everyone because they're more produced to, to meet our demands. Well, and that's exactly what happened, you know, when I, I mentioned before, when I was in the Navy and, and I was trying to get our command ready for the admiral's inspection, that one little line item of purchasing recycled content paper came from an executive order that then-President Clinton signed um, that required the in- entire federal government to purchase recycled content paper, and that included the Department of Defense. That one executive order, because the federal government was the single largest purchaser mm-hmm. of paper products, when the entire federal government started buying recycled content paper, that meant that due to the laws of supply and demand, the cost for recycled content paper went down for everyday consumers. That's very because true. The, the entire federal government was purchasing so much volume mm-hmm. that others, you know, who were consuming paper products reaped the benefits of that purchasing power. And I... I would imagine with the seventh largest economy in the world, California could do the same thing. That's that's really great. I think that's true. When I go to the, the store to, to buy paper, I see the recycled content paper right there, um, you know, front and center. Yep, and that that's absolutely the way that uh, that, that has actually come to pass. Before yep. that executive order, it wasn't possible. And one of the things that I think is, is really terrific about what you're doing is that I think the other state agencies that you interface with are sure to pick up on the ways that you're going green. And one of the things I want to talk about when we come back from break is exactly how that happens. I mean, if, if there's any sort of spirit of competition, I want to hear more about that. But, folks, if you have any questions for Julie, we have one segment left before we're done with this episode of Go Green Radio, so don't be shy. If you'd like to ask her any questions, you can call us at one 866 472-5788. We'll be back after this commercial break with more Go Green Radio. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. one 472 5787 That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? or 14%. Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Hi, my name is Aaron, and I'm a survivor of mannequinism. 
Manichaeism is basically when you turn into a hard plastic shell. This things from not being politically active. For me, it started when I didn't register to vote. And then I stopped volunteering, and before I knew it, I wasn't doing anything. And that's when I found a small patch of plastic on my right shoulder. Protect yourself from Manichaeism. Log on to fightmanichaeism.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. The Interstate Sportsman Talk radio show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice America Network with hunting and fishing info news. Talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your recreation time. Join host Brock Ray and Don Kirk Friday mornings at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 Eastern, for the Interstate Sportsman on the Voice America channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio, folks. We have Julie Nauman. She is the Executive Director of the California Victim Compensation and Government Claims Board. And she is the kind of person that I'm hoping we will see a lot more of in the future, not just her individually, but her kind of leader. One of the things that inspires me so much about what we've talked with Julie about today is that she is truly taken initiative when it comes to creating a workplace that is environmentally responsible. And it wasn't because she had to, because she knew it was the right thing to do. When I wrote the Go Green Initiative back in May of 2002 to help schools across the country and around the world go green and teach children how to be great environmental stewards, my hope at that time, and it exists to this day, is that children will grow up and no matter what their vocation, whether they are, you know, the President of the United States, whether they're the CEO of a big company, whether they're stay-home parents, no matter what they do, they'll take environmentally responsible uh, behaviors and practices with them, and everywhere they go, they'll be conserving the precious natural resources that we have at our disposal. And Julie has done that. She's taken a government agency that on on the outset looks like nothing that has to do with the environment. She's helping victims of violent crimes, and yet... Her workplace is going green, and I just love that. Julie, I'm so delighted that you've taken the time to be with us on Go Green Radio. Thank you so much for oh, doing that. you're welcome. Well, you have green teams at the, at the board and the, the government agency that you run, and I'm just wondering, now, when you interface with other California state agencies, uh, what do they say about your green teams? Do they have green teams uh, as well? Are there other government agencies that, uh, if you guys were in a competition to see which California state agency was the most green, do you have any agencies out there that would give you a run for your money? Well, I know there are some good green things happening out there, and, and I love this idea of, of maybe challenging other departments to a, um, let's say, a green-off of sorts, and I think we could give them a run for their money. Um, but I know coming from the, the Waste Board and um, Cal EPA, we practice what we preached, and, and so, 
you know, they could, they could be some competition. Um, and I know the Department of General Services is doing some great things on the, on the green movement with uh, the buildings that they're responsible for, you know, and although we might not hear about all of, of those things, um, the move to greening state government really stems from um, programs and initiatives that come from the Department of General Services, um, you know, but I, I still think we might be the, the team to beat. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We have a resource with the Go Green Initiative that can help you. Here's how it works. Thanks to the same company that sponsors Go Green Radio, Covanta Energy, and actually they operate in the state of California as well. We have updated our website so that anybody can sign up for the Go Green Initiative for free. It started off just for schools, but now we have businesses and nonprofit organizations and government agencies signing up, and it's all free. And one of the things that we do is we have a quarterly progress report that anybody who signed up with the Go Green Initiative can submit. So if you were to challenge other state agencies to join up with us, the way that we could help you is that we can actually take your information from your quarterly progress report, which shows how much stuff you're recycling, and put it put it next to how many employees you have, and you guys could have a competition to see whose recycling rate per capita within your government agency is the highest. So just a, a tip, just one way that you guys could do it, but uh, there's lots of ways that, that maybe you could challenge, kind of throw down the gauntlet <laughs> to other California agencies. I'd love to see that. Now, one of the things that I think is really terrific, and I've mentioned this before, Julie, is that you took the initiative to go green in your state agency without any uh, specific mandate to do that. Um, you really showed tremendous leadership. Do you feel like that's something that other state agency leaders are doing already in in California and in other states? Do you interface with them often? Well, I can speak mostly about um, California state agencies, and, and I believe there really is a desire among most, if not all, state agencies. And, and I know that they're all working to implement some type of, of green standards. And but I think it's an education issue. And once we learn more about how to green our departments and how easy really it can be, we'll see even more of it taking place. But, um, you know, I, I share what we're doing whenever I'm meeting with um, other uh, departments and um, mention things that, that, that we do, even the simple as turning off the lights when you leave your office or powering down your your computer if you don't have the um, kind of uh, system we do that automatically does that for you. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, there's a lot lot taking place, and um, there's always more that can be done now. And we can all learn. I can learn more, too, I'm sure. Well, and it's just like you said, it's about sharing the information. I mean, I... And excited to, to perhaps in the future see your re-news, uh, newsletter uh, maybe up on the Facebook and things like that. I mean, people learn from each other. And I think that's, you know, one of the most important things we can do. That's why Go Green Radio exists. You know, it occurs to me that our, our local, state, and federal government agencies really have a lot to grapple with at the moment. I mean, um, as we know from President Obama's address this week, we're a nation at war. Our unemployment is high at the moment, and as you know from the job that you do, there's really no shortage of victims of violent crimes. Given all these issues, Julie, how do you think we can maintain a focus on environmentally responsible behavior, both in the public sector and in the private sector? What do you think, you know, even in these difficult times, is going to motivate people to go green and stay green? Well, I think once people understand what we're talking about when we say going green, I think they'll realize how easy it is. 
you know, and right now our, our country is experiencing, you know, difficulties, and the state of California has its share of, of difficulties as well, but it all comes down to, to people and, and people um, wanting to do the right thing and, and, and wanting to help one another and to help their community. We've seen a lot more volunteerism going on during these times, and so it, it's actually kind of a perfect time to, to kind of come back to basics and to focus on, um, you know, obviously we have to focus on our problems, but we can also focus on opportunities. And going green is a huge opportunity, not only for um, current times, but for our future. And if, if, we, if we don't uh, focus on it, um, you know, the results are, are, are going to show. And so I keep coming back to learn what you can do and realize that it's not difficult and just get in there and, and, and join the green movement. It's, it's, it's easy, it's fun, and certainly is rewarding. Well, and, and you've mentioned several things that you guys are doing to go green in your workspace that really don't cost a dime. I mean, it doesn't cost anything more uh, to to have everybody bring their own plates and cups to an office function. It doesn't cost more to print on both sides of the paper. It doesn't cost more to turn the lights off when you leave the room. No. It no, saves money. In fact, on, exactly. That's the point. It, it saves money. It's, yeah, and I think there's still a misnomer out there for a lot of companies and even government agencies that if they're going to go green, ho-hum, big sigh, yeah. it means we're going to have to spend more money. And I think that, you know, agencies like yours, if you were to communicate some of the things that you're doing, um, not only would you show that you're great stewards of taxpayer resources, but that going green doesn't necessarily mean spending green. Absolutely. Going green actually saves you money, and you've said that, and I just have to underscore that. It absolutely saves money. Well, and and I I love the fact that you've done this uh, purely of your own leadership, your own initiative. You are truly uh, on the leading edge, a 21st century thinker and visionary, and I appreciate what you're doing. How, you know, we've got folks that are listening to Go Green Radio who live in California, and they want to say thank you or support the efforts of the Victim Compensation and Government um, Claims Board. How, how can they do that? How can they say thanks? How can they get involved and support you? Well, Everyone in California can do their part to support what I'm just trying to do in, in my small um, piece of, of state government. Um, every day there are things that, that you can do. Um, when you go to the grocery store, you know, get that reusable bag out of the trunk of your car and, and bring it into the store. Just get in that habit. I know now I feel guilty when I walk into the store and I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot my, my bags. And, and I'll go back and get them because I don't want to walk out of that store with two or three more brown paper bags when I've got reusable right. bags in the trunk. Well, Julie, you are an inspiration, and we all want to join your team. Thank you for your leadership. And, folks, thank you for joining Go Green Radio. We'll be back same time, same place next week. So join us once again for more Go Green Radio.
Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 